0: everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to do a part two on for the appointed time. A lot of people have reached out about this podcast specifically and um, have said how it helped you and and then asked questions about what books um, that I recommend on prosperity. And so um, mainly the book that I was reading whenever um, this scripture was illuminated to me was um, Understanding Financial Prosperity by um, Bishop David Oyedepo. But I've also read um, an, another really amazing book by my pastor, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, which is called, uh, if, what is it called now? It's called The Perpetual Harvest. So The Perpetual Harvest, um, so those two together, and The Perpetual Harvest is a mini book, so literally you have no excuse <laughs> to not read it. It's so, it's so quick and so easy and accessible, and I believe you can get it on revival.com. Um, but I wanted to mention this, too, because we're talking a lot about seed time and harvest time. And, um, you know, I don't believe many people that listen to this podcast. You're led by the spirit and your giving, and you and uh, many of you have have been giving for a long time. and I know I know the the type of people that are listening and that are grabbing a hold of these messages. But I want to encourage you because it matters where you give. It really does matter where you give, what kind of ground you're sowing into. So, I wanna encourage you to please hook up with a ministry that wins souls and hook up with a ministry that's going after uh, the harvest and that's that's doing what the Bible says to do. So we recommend you go to revival.com slash giving, which is which is the ministry of Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. that's our church and that's the ministry that we are underneath. So we wanna we that's that's where we sow and, and that's good ground. So that's where we wanna we wanna point you to. For, your, for giving because uh, it matters where you give, and good ground produces. So, when you seek first the kingdom of God with your finances, and you give into a, a ministry that 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 goes after God's what God's heart is after, which is souls, which is people, salvations. It's the only thing you can take with you when you leave this earth is people. So um, that's where I want to encourage you to give, and uh, and if you. And maybe this could be for the for the odd person who's listening that you don't have a home church and you've been uh, you know been looking for a home church. Come come to Tampa, move to Tampa, and and make the river your home church. Um, you know, pray about it. But you know, there's nothing wrong with with moving your life for a church. Actually, there's a lot. Biblically, that you know that would point you to doing that because everything in your life is going to revolve around the house of God is going to revolve around you plugging into a place where you're fed, and uh, and 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 that's really going to catapult you into what God the calling that God has for your life. No believer is called to be an island or a maverick or somebody off on your own. You're called to be a part of the body of Christ. So not sure how we got there but but we got there be a part of the body of Christ and uh and join you know when you give there's a scripture and I don't have the exact reference but there's a scripture and it says those who were giving became co-laborers in the harvest and so the the so when we give we we actually join with the with the labor of 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 the harvest of souls and so that means that those souls come to our account so when you get to heaven you're, you're, you, you'll realize you've been laying up treasure, the best treasure, which is which is souls. And so it's awesome what, what what will happen in your life when you hook up with a ministry that that goes after the harvest of souls. So we you know we owe everything <laughs> to to our pastors. Um, you know both of our lives were transformed un, under the the ministry that we now have the amazing opportunity to work for. Um, but both as teenagers came to this ministry, had our lives transformed. And this episode, I won't go into my testimony, but um, it's in there. It's somewhere in this in this lot, uh, this whole you know lot of podcasts that you've been listening to, or at over five hundred. But it's in there somewhere. If you keep listening, you'll find it. Um, but I wanted to speak to you about the appointed time. Because I know that um, specifically, I, I did bring up um, obviously seed time and harvest time. everybody, uh, you know, any farmer could tell you uh, that if you, you know you would be an idiot <laughs> to think, I sow my seed, and instantaneously, I have tomatoes, or I have corn, or I have you no, know, so everybody in the natural that understands farming knows that there is a process of of sowing your seed sowing it into the proper ground, watering that seed and letting that seed germinate and letting that seed come up. So there is a process of seed time and harvest is a process. Now, when we talk about faith, you know... um, we say this a lot, faith is now. And the reason why we say that is because the Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And And Brother Kenneth Hagin would say, if it's not now, it's not faith. And he would take that scripture. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so uh, faith is right now. So when you're believing God for something, you receive it in your heart first. So when you sow your seed into the ground, you consider that miracle done. Or, or or whatever the miracle is that you're believing God for, and whatever that faith action is, you know, when you receive something from God, faith receives it right now. The moment I've asked, faith receives it now. And there's many scriptures we could go into on that, but I want to I want to come, uh, you know, I want to come back into this scripture for the appointed time. I'm gonna pull it up. Habakkuk two. Three says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. You know, when I read this, I thought that was interesting how it said, Though it tarry, wait for it. And then right after he says, But it will surely because it will surely come, it will not tarry. And then I realize, you know, he he's actually saying the vision is for an appointed time. So he's saying, Well, you feel like it's tarrying, though though it tarries, wait for it, because it's it's actually not, it's not, it's on the way. It will surely come. It's not tarrying. And then the other scripture Psalm eighty four eleven 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And these two scriptures together illuminated something in my heart because I realized that if God is saying to me, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And I know that I've done my part and I know that I've been obedient to the Lord and I've mm-hmm. sown my seed and I know that I've been obedient to the Lord and I've mixed it with faith or or if it's something I'm believing God for. You know, whatever it may be, you know, people are believing God for all kinds of things, for a spouse, you know, for, to, to fulfill the plan of God for their life, to be in the perfect will of God. And there's things that we're praying for and we're sowing the word of God into our spirit and, uh, and, and it will reap a result. But in between right now and in the time when we're, we're in that season, where, where we're in the fullness of the calling or, or, or we've received the miracle, there is a period of time. And in that period of time, there is an assignment for you and for me. And that assignment is to trust. God. And, and, you know, I think that there's, there are many, many people get into that season after they've sown and before they've reaped and they get into trying to reap the harvest with their flesh. And, uh, you know, they, they start to try to make things happen. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, we call it faith with hints, you know, people will, they'll, they'll, they'll go around telling people, oh, can you just pray for me? Because I'm really going through this, um, this thing that I've got. And, you know, I'm, I, 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 you know i need this this certain thing to co- you know to come into my life and you know and it's it's not a genuine prayer request it's like a it's a, it's a faith with hints or they post online does anybody know where i could find um a a truck uh, like a moving truck you know but really you know that's a google question you could just google moving truck but they're they're actually looking for they they're looking for help and they're just trying to they're trying to pose it in a different way so we don't have to faith with hints. We also don't have to try to reap with our flesh and and think that like there's this um uh, there's this fleshly thing. You know, we talk about praising the Lord, praising the Lord in so many times. Praising the Lord has has brought us harvest. The you know, the Bible says when you praise the Lord, the earth responds and it will bring you a harvest. So praise Actually, it does It does bring you a harvest, but it's not this fleshly thing that like, or, or this religious thing that you have, you know, that you, okay, that I praise for at least 15 minutes today. Oh, if I didn't praise for 15 minutes today, I'm definitely not getting my harvest. No, it's not like that. You know, praise and, and faith will lead you into a rest. And that's what I'm trying to, um, that's what the Lord illuminated to me. And what I'm trying to help people understand is that praise in that season between the sowing and believing God for the thing that you're believing God for there is a rest there is a rest faith will lead you into a rest genuine faith will lead you into a rest you know I say I've been saying it lately my my uh you can't see me but my um what's the word like my posture <laughs> in the season that I'm in right now um, you know cuz we're always believing god for big things and we're always believing god for for a big breakthrough but my posture um is like this I keep I keep sending this to people it's like a little meme of a of a or not a meme like a gif of a cat just like chilling like in a he's just like chilling in this he's sitting in a bowl for some reason but he's just his posture is that he literally can't give a care about anything he's just chilling he's like really he's just He's just there, but you know, and I said, I'm this is me. The only difference is that I'm still sowing. So I'm like chilling, but I'm sowing. I'm not, I don't give up, you know, I'm not, I'm not growing weary and well doing because I know that in, in due in due season I'm gonna reap if I don't faint. So it's not like that. It's just that my heart's posture is is total trust. Like I totally totally trust God. Like I know what God's spoken to me about and I've put those things in my pocket and I'm I'm I am 100% not concerned about how they're going to come to pass. I just know that they're going to come to pass because I've done my part and I love the Lord and I give I give cheerfully and I praise God and I, I and and I I continue. You know, the thing is is that I said this in the last podcast. When you're in that in-between season, when you're believing God for something and you're waiting for it to come to pass, do not stop sowing seed. And and it's the same for your calling. If you if you went to Bible school, you know just like for an example, if you went to Bible school, and now you're in this season where you're not in the ministry yet, don't quit sowing the word of God into your heart because you still you need the word of God to produce in your life every day of your life. You know the the, the biggest growth for me. In my life personally, well, is actually right now, but the biggest season of growth for me uh, prior to right now was actually the season right after the first really big season of, of, of spiritual growth for me was actually right after Bible school. Interesting. Right. But I, I, right after Bible school, the Lord taught me how to pray and then taught me how to, how to actually, you know, move things with my prayer and how to, uh, get into the presence of God and how to, um, you know, I, I prayed in my husband, I pray we prayed in things together once we were together. And, you know, it's like, that was the momentum, that came but i had to continue sowing the word of god in my heart so there's never a season where you take your foot off the gas of sowing the word of god into your heart and then sowing seed out of your hands because a heart that's close to give is close to receive and it's the same with the with the things of god if you find it difficult to receive from god like to receive when you're at church and to receive it's there's a lack of there's a lack of the of the word going into you at all times the thing with the word is that the more word you put into you, the more hunger you get for it. And so I'm glad you're listening to this podcast, but don't let this be the only time the Word of God is entering into your heart today. You should go from this to somebody else and to, you know, To you know, it's so accessible. The the what we have right now that we can we can look up Kenneth Hagin Healing School on YouTube, and we can listen to videos for hours upon hours. We can go to Rodney Howard Brown YouTube channel, and you know, listen for days on 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 the Word of God, and 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 get touched by the presence of God just listening to these. So there's there's so much accessible to us to be sowing the word into our spirit and uh, and and to grab a hold of things. You know, God will put something in your heart, and it's actually your job to pray that thing through. It's actually your job. if there's if there's anything that you have a job to do right now while you're believing God for something, uh, whether it be you know the calling, the spouse, the the next step, the direction, you know you can actually pray that thing through. You know you can get. I mean I if you're not um, you know get your get your prayer points ready. Get a get somebody to believe God with you. Get a faith filled friend to believe God with you on something. You know I have a friend and right now we're we're believing God for something together for 30 days. We're we're praying together every day. We're not in the same place, but we're 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 texting each other. I just prayed. Okay, I just prayed too. We're we're moving a mountain. Right now, we're 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 doing something like we're challenging our faith right now, and so I want to challenge you to do the same thing. Is there something that you need to believe God for that you are like, you know, I'm I'm kind of tired of like keeping this thing on the back burner and pretending like it's not there, or or I'm I'm tired of the fact that I used to be in faith for this thing and now I just kind of I kind of got out of faith. If I'm honest, like I've just not. I've not been sowing the word of God into my spirit on this particular subject, and it's just kind of left me hopeless, you know. Um, for a lot of people that happens in the area of 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 a spouse, you know, they are like you know, God, I thought I would have been married like 10 years ago. I thought I would have been married, you know, five years ago. And so then, so then what, you know, at this point, do you, do you give up? (laughs) Do you not pray? Do you, you know, do you just say, okay, God, well, I guess it's that Apostle Paul life for me and uh, I'm not going to be getting married. No, I mean, if you have a desire and that is a godly desire, uh, you know, to be married in, in a heterosexual relationship, I shouldn't have to say that, but you do. It's 2022. You do have to say that, but if you have a godly desire in your heart to be married, the Lord, the Lord has somebody for you. But like I said, the Scripture says this will illuminate this for you, and it'll help you pray for that for that person. Psalm 84:11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. And so. If it's not a good thing from you, God's not withholding any good thing. But if something has not happened yet, and it is a and it is a good thing, that means that that good thing isn't either one, you're not ready, they're not ready, something's not ready for that, for this good thing to come into your life. Like a child is not ready for a car because for so many reasons, they're not tall enough. they're it's not legal for them to drive. So a car is a good thing for somebody, but not for a child. And so God's not withholding something good from you. He just needs you to be in the place where you can actually receive it. Um so so getting your life in order to be able to receive that thing. and then praying, you know when it involves somebody else, praying, okay, God, you know, I, I'm believing you for this spouse, you know, for me the lord um you know my husband was 30 when we got married i was 24 and um so when we were both single i think i was 22 or 20, 23 when would god really had me um taking a period of time and really praying um, you know I had always been praying for my spouse maybe not always but I had been for a season of time praying every single day um, for my spouse and then you know the, the cares of life come things happen you know you and then and then you get out of a habit of of praying um like you should and then you know it ultimately doesn't really help with the situation um you know and and so for me i had I had gotten out of that habit and then one night the lord had me um the lord really took me on a yeah, the whole journey and and it was a prayer thing and it was seeking God and you know um I'm not going to tell the whole testimony right now but when I really really prayed it 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 actually turned around so quickly it it's it's actually people would think that I make it up because literally 2 days later was when um, my husband walked up to me at church and, and we knew each other already, but God had to do something in me and God had to do something in him for us to be able to see each other the way we needed to see each other. So it's not that God was withholding my husband from me for all those years that we knew each other. I mean, we would have been in the same church for probably seven or eight years. And, um, it's not that God was withholding us from each other, but God had to do something in Him, and God had to do some things in me. We weren't ready to be married when we, when I would have first met him. wouldn't have anyway we're, we're, we have a little age gap, so it wouldn't have even been technically very legal. It would have been kind of weird. So we God <laughs> God has he doesn't withhold things from people, but you know, sometimes you have to grow up. <laughs> and so so I had to grow up, <laughs> and he had some growing up to do, and that's what he would say. And so you know he he told the Lord when he was in his early 20s he said God don't bring me my wife if I'm not like mature enough to handle this relationship if I'm going to hurt her don't bring her, don't bring her to me please cuz I don't want to screw this thing up and the Lord took him up on that and so he was 30 years old when <laughs> we got married, but praise God because things really—it it was totally—it was totally in the way that the Lord wanted it to be. It was in the time frame. It was in the season. It was—it was the appointed time. It was for the—the the appointed time that we came into each other's lives. And so, you know, some people would say, you know, and I was 24 when we got married. So, you know, I felt so old, which is so funny. But I, you know, wasn't old. But I was thinking, man, like, cause I mean, I'm 18, 19, 20 years old and i'm thinking any day now you know i'll, I'll surely be finding the the man i'm going to marry but you know and it and that wasn't happening so but in my heart of hearts i knew that because i'd consecrated my life to the lord so many times and because i'd given my life to the lord just in general i'm a christian i've given my life to the lord i will do whatever the lord tells me to do so when he tells me it's not this person and it's not this time. I'm going to say yes, sir. If he tells me, don't move to that city, move to this city, I'm going to say yes, sir, because I've consecrated my life to the Lord. I've said to the Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. Not my will, but your will be done. So I've said that so many times and have said, Lord, put me on a short chain, because that's what my pastor had as price, and put me on a short chain. And I prayed that prayer so much that <laughs> I mean, it doesn't mean like you have to pray it so much, but I prayed that prayer genuinely from my heart, and it really, the Lord really took me up on that. And I feel like for I feel like I was in a bubble, like where things that weren't supposed to happen just couldn't happen. You know, I I wasn't I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna end up in the wrong relationship no matter what, because the Lord was really protecting me and preserving me. And so I want I want to I want to tell you if you feel like, man, it's just been, it's been so long, like what's going on? I'm looking for my harvest. I want to be in that season of my life. And the Lord is protecting you. The Lord is keeping you from the wrong things, from the wrong situations, the wrong people. So just be thankful that you didn't choose your spouse that was the wrong one 10 years ago. And you would have been like, you know, so miserable and so unhappy and and totally out of the will of God for your life. So thank God He preserved you. Thank God He kept you. Thank God you're right where you're supposed to be right now. You're in the place of the command and blessing because you're in obedience. If you're in obedience, there is blessing. Uh, you can read Deuteronomy 28, uh, all the blessings that are, that are promised to you, that are afforded to you because of your obedience. So so be thankful and and, and stay gracious and, and just be happy and be cheerful. You know, God loves a person who's joyful and cheerful and uh and he's looking for people. He's looking for people who are faithful. And this is what my husband sent me a couple of minutes ago. And I'm gonna wrap it up with this scripture. And it's second chronicles sixteen. It says, were not the Ethiopians in in Lubim, a huge army with a great number of chariots and horsemen, yet because you relied on the Lord, he placed them in your hand. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth so that he may support those whose heart is completely his. You've acted foolishly in this. Therefore, from now on, you will have wars. So God is giving us an instruction. He's looking for somebody. His eyes are to and fro throughout the earth that he can look for somebody. and find somebody whose heart is completely his. You know the scripture before that says, "Yet because you relied on the Lord, He placed them in your hand." So God, He wants to see that you trust Him. God wants you to trust Him. So trust Him and don't give up. Stay in faith. I want this. I, I, my prayer is that this podcast ignites your faith to not give up, to not to not uh, you know act foolishly, uh, you know, to not throw your hands up and say, God, where's this where's my miracle? God, where's this thing? God, where's my calling? God, where's this spouse? Whatever it is that you're believing God for. Don't throw up your hands and be, you know, um and, and let yourself get out of faith and let yourself dig up your seed and all the good things that, that you've put in your heart through the word of God. Don't, don't, don't get into a into a moment of frustration. But when you feel that frustration coming, begin to begin to let the word rise up out of you and say, "No, I'm I'm not going to grow weary and well doing. For in due season I will reap if I don't faint. Uh, so you're not going to faint. You're not going to faint. <laughs> you know too much of the word at this point. You know that you know you if you hold on to the word you are going to be like what it says in Jeremiah 17, seven through eight, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall be careful and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. So let your life keep yielding fruit. Bloom where you're planted. Be, be fruitful in this season of your life. Enjoy this season of your life and keep, keep, keep giving, keep sowing, keep putting the word of God in your spirit. Keep getting light in your spirit. And uh, I can't wait to hear the testimonies of what God is going to do in your life and through your life. Um, keep reaching out to us. Keep sharing this with people. It really, really helps when you share this with people to get the word out about what God's doing on the Overflow podcast. We love you. Jesus loves you. We'll see you soon.